getting weary of all these things like today's national onion ring day mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like you know of course okay so we host a show about jesus and food how are we not supposed to recognize onion rings plus you know we both like fried food right yeah batter dipped stuff <laughs> Onions. but it seems like with all these holidays that they're putting into place it's like I feel like we're going to start looking like all we do is eat fried food. Yeah. Well, here's my thing with the food holidays. Like it would be okay if there was like a food holiday maybe once a month so that we could actually yeah. like celebrate and have fun and like do a thing with it. But there's literally a food holiday for every single day on the calendar. There's a website for this. It's like foodholidays.com or something. Yeah. And not only is there a food for each day and the holiday, there's like multiple foods per day that we're supposed to celebrate. Hmm. And it's like, is it even special anymore? You know, if there's three per day. Right. And I'm I'm weary of this. I mean, yeah. it's just like uh, we were obligated <laughs> as a show about Jesus and food to, to cover. It. Like last week, half the show was about tenderloins. Yeah. And what did I have over the weekend? A tenderloin. A massive tenderloin. Yeah. Well, June 22nd goes back to 1802 when they published a cookbook. Uh, and there was a recipe in there called, now it was interesting, the name of the cookbook was The Art of Cookery Made Easy and Refined. Oh, and then they're going to put onion rings in there? And the recipe in there was called Fried Onions with Parmesan Cheese, Okay. which basically you cut it into an onion, you dip it into a batter, you put a little cheese on it, you mm. boil it in lard. Yes. And essentially that was the first onion ring, mm-hmm. and here we have to celebrate it now. <laughs> Here's the cool thing. There is something called onion straws. Do you know this? Is that like a blooming onion? It's well, no. It's it, they're very thin. Okay. So they they like pile them up real high. So they're not very substantial. They're just like almost little teeny little onions that are battered like halfway. And it's called onion straws. And it looks like a haystack. Like it's like a tall oh. pile. And then you know, see, that's a little bit less than like a heavy onion ring. Well, if we're going to talk about onion rings, let's just talk about onion rings then for Pete's sake. Um, what would be the ideal scenario in which you would order an onion ring side? Where would you be? Oh, I'd be at the Penguin Tap. Well, it's what? called it's called TNT's now. But oh. It, it was called the Penguin Tap, Peoria Heights, Illinois. Okay. My friend Erin in high school, her grandparents owned it, and we used to go there and like eat pizza for free. Okay. But they had like pizza, onion rings, salad bar. Hmm. And they have the the kind I was just mentioning, the onion straws. Okay. So it's like very thin. They're, these aren't like the heavy, substantial battered gotcha. ones. But they put them in like a big stack. And then I like mine served with like a good homemade ranch. I was just going to ask if you're a dipper. Yep. Um, if you're just joining us, we're talking about onion rings. <clears throat> I would be at a... Um, a bowling alley. Oh, that's yeah. where I eat onion rings. That's that's good. If I eat onion rings, right? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to cover because I feel like this is a significant thing about onion rings that nobody ever talks about. Uh, what you do is you bite into the onion ring, and then the onion kind of slips out through the <laughs> ring, and you you get the whole onion. You don't on yeah. the first bite. It's not like a first date type of food that's unless true. you've been best friends for like a long time. It's because it can be awkward with yep. like that onion hanging out, and then you're like, do I bite it off or do I eat it all? It. it but am be... I right? Nobody talks about that. Have nope. you ever talked to somebody about that? Nope. Very private. Very. There's this part in the Bible and people are like, hey, Jesus, we're not really sure how we're supposed to pray. Mm-hmm. And it, it's comforting to me to know that people were asking Jesus that way back when, because sometimes it feels like I don't know how to pray either. 
Well, you know, and I mean, a lot of people have been waiting for this guy to come for hundreds of years. He finally appears on the scene. Yeah. I would say that's a pretty good question to ask him. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, how are we supposed to exactly do this prayer thing? And then it's the Lord's Prayer. And you may have heard this before at weddings or funerals or, you know, wherever. It's all over the place. But he says, this is how you should pray. And then it starts like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I was like, whoa, wait one second. He just said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as if it's possible for hmm. God's kingdom to come to earth and as if it's possible for his will to be done on earth, for there to be heavenly moments here on earth and for earth to look just a little bit like heaven sometimes. Like, well, yeah, He exactly. said that's possible. And I mean, if you use the context clues... Inside of the prayer where you use the other words around it to figure out what the meaning might be. I mean, it does seem to indicate that uh, that would that it's possible, that it's not just like a pie-in-the-sky type of prayer. But if Jesus is saying to ask for that, it must be possible. It's amazing because, you know, right now our earth, it doesn't look much like heaven, at least to me, in, in the big yeah. scheme of things. And then you read this passage and you're like, wow, like he said, that's how we should pray. We should ask heaven to come to earth. And so I think it's just a good reminder reminder to me that it's possible for earth to look a little bit like heaven right now. And how does it look like that? I think it's us being like Jesus, you know, being love, being kind, being hopeful, being like him as much as we can so that this can just look just a smidge like heaven. So, did everybody have a good Father's Day? Lindsay, you? Yeah, went home, saw my dad. It was fun. Everybody was all together and then celebrated Adam, my husband, yesterday. He was happy. Good. So, as long as the dads are happy, how was your Father's Day? I found to be the same thing. I mean, it was it was me. It was my dad. It was my stepdad. It was, it was all the good people. Yeah. And I didn't sense any sadness or dismay <laughs> or like, oh, this was the worst Father's Day ever. None of that. Well, good. Well, I got that picture from you, which oh, I don't yeah. know if you wanted to describe that to the people listening this morning, but I felt like that made you happy. So yeah. I was happy that you were happy. You always know you went to the right tenderloin place when you're like, man, I should have brought my tape measure. Because <laughs> that thing was... That was huge. Now, how many ways did you split it? You just ate half, didn't you? Let's see. It was six ninety-five. Wow, that's a good And time. my wife had never been to the place. It's called Smitty's Bar and Grill in Leonore, Illinois, where they had the outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I think probably, and I never say this, I think Natalie, my wife, and I could split this and also cut in our oldest child, Carter, who's nine. Yeah. And there were still... Still leftovers. Yep. <laughs> that's where you yep. want to be typical story about how a guy and girl get into the car and then it's oh where do you want to go i don't know where do you want to go blah 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 so the uh the advice was given never ask a girl where she wants to eat tell her to guess where you're taking her to eat and then take her to the first <laughs> thing that she guesses so smart call it manipulation or call it genius i love it yeah whatever you want to call it all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if you can guess, Lindsay. Uh, my family and I went to um, a restaurant called Rosati's over the weekend. You know about Rosati's? Pizza. So yeah, it's a pizza place, and you know they claim to have Chicago style pizza and all that. But we sit down. It's a lovely evening on the patio, and this show is about Jesus and food, so we're right on target here. So 
this is a situation where I'm going to this place with the in-laws and, oh, Rosati's. If anybody's ever gone there, it's a terrific restaurant. Okay. And nobody wants to order pizza. Oh. Nobody oh, no. wants to order pizza. And they don't, it's not like they have the personal pan things unless you're a kid. And I'm no kid. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I, okay, so here's all the other things on the menu. There's a seven or eight pastas that you can get from a spaghetti and meatball to a fettuccine Alfredo with grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. All these kinds of things. Now, the whole right side of the menu, thin crust pizza, right. deep dish pizza. Well, forget about that. <laughs> They got salads that you can do that have, you know, meat on them, whatever. They got chicken dishes. They got fried chicken. They got baked chicken. They got the sandwiches. They got the Italian beef drenched in mozzarella with sweet peppers. Mm. What do you think I chose? I and by the way, it wasn't the fried chicken because that's not right. my kind of place for fried so chicken. So you, you wanted pizza though? Yeah. Did you just get a big pizza for no, yourself? No, I should have. Okay. But I didn't. I went along with the <laughs> cultural norm of, oh. You well, didn't get it. We're going to the pizza place, yeah. but we're not going to get That's pizza. That's horrible. You didn't Who get does a, that? You didn't get a salad, did you? No. Okay, good. And you didn't get the fried chicken. Did you get the Italian beef? That would be correct, yes. That's what I would have got, too. So they call it the yep. Chief. I don't know what it means. C-H-E-E-F. And oh. it's their, uh, it's nine... 59, mm-hmm. and it's their delicious Italian beef on Italian bread with melted mozzarella cheese nice. on top, and then, you, you know, whatever kind of peppers you want. And I'm going to go ahead and say, and I hope the people from Portillo's aren't listening right uh, now. Uh-oh, don't even say it. I believe <laughs> that my favorite Italian beef oh, sandwich, no. which has historically been from Portillo's since I was in high school, oh, no. has been usurped by something called the Chief okay. from a pizza restaurant, Rosati's. <laughs> you just never know. I'm not sure how to deal with this right now. Okay, so it's not just that you waste time when you get into the car and then you ask her, where do you want to go to eat? And she says, I don't care, where do you want to go? And then you disagree or shoot things off the list for minutes and minutes and minutes. Yeah. It also, at least for me, creates great irritation. It's irritating and it can even lead to a fight. Which you right. do not want. That's if silly. If you're out on a date, you don't want to start the date off like that. So we just, I don't know, we have to learn how to get this whole where do you want to go to eat thing right. Don't ask a girl where she wants to eat. Tell her to guess where you're taking her to eat. Then take her to the first guess, says traditional <laughs> wisdom. Ray, hello. The thing is, you've also got to listen to her voice. Okay, okay. that's true. Because there's disappointment in her voice. <laughs> then that's not the place where you want to take her. Okay. So listen to the the nonverbal communication as well as the words. And if you feel a little bit of hesitancy, don't go there. All right. Ray, okay. So let's role play this. Let's see. Okay. So Ray, ask Lindsay where she wants to go to eat. And then you tell us if you're uh, noticing hesitation in her voice. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay, where do you think we're going to eat? Mm, McDonald's. No, come on. There you go. See, this is a good exercise in human communication. Are we going to Pizza Hut? How did you get Great job, everybody. All right, Ray. Where are you you from, Ray? I'm from Kingman, Indiana. All right. Thanks for listening.